Hi, I'm Vernon Wells, and you're listening to the Bad Boys Podcast. And just remember one little thing. You don't listen, I know where you live. We're back. Did you miss us? We missed you guys. Two weeks is a long, long fucking time. No. Do we miss Harley? Uh, Highly doubt it. Did you guys miss listening to Harley? Maybe. We'll see. But you are listening to the Bad Boy Podcast. What you gonna do? (laughs) You are tuned in to the BBPC, the Bad Boys Podcast. We're about to randomly rant on all things movies. Episode 371 is coming at you, blasting through your ear holes, through your car stereo, your Bluetooth speaker, through your fucking uh, Dixie cup, through a string, to the other treehouse. However you listen to us, let's ready to rock and roll. I am your host, Fonzo, the Porsche driving, a.k.a. Mike Lowry. Joining me as always... Harley, a.k.a. Marcus Burnett. The fuck? I'm still over here, just Tony, (laughs) a.k.a. MCP. Normal. Yeah. Okay, so what's going on, fellas? We got a big no. episode this week because uh, it's jam packed, and uh, we've been gone for two weeks thanks to Harley. So, I blame it on me. Oh yeah, I just I just did. It wasn't so our now, idea. Well, you know, when they tune in, when they get to the weekend part, it'll all make sense. But uh, yeah, for only only four states. That's oh, that's it. Yeah. Only four states. Did you know this episode was brought to you by courtesy of Reed Wilson? Did you know that? By who? Reed Wilson. Who's Reed Wilson? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Who's Reed Wilson? Did you just ask who Reed Wilson is? You're talking about the actor? The actor? Mm-hmm. See, yeah, just look up his IMDb. By the guy that would fix that squeaky-ass chair of yours. I, there's nothing wrong with my chair. Are you Googling Reed Wilson right, uh, right I now? Am. This is I'm brilliant. Busy, but it's not working well. Oh, this is even, this is going better than I thought, Tony. <laughs> this is great. Let's see. What, what do you come up with? Let's see. Author. What's he written? A bunch of shit. He's a psychologist. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might, they might have said he's a psychologist, huh, Tony? I think so, yeah. How, how did you spell Reed Wilson, by the way? R-E-I-D. Wait, what? R E I D. Tony, am I listening I, I, to that right? I'm not or? sure what 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 kind of drug he's on. Okay, pronounce what I, he just spelled out, Tony. I've been drinking bourbon for the last hour and a half. Because no, cause even after he make said that, it, I I still couldn't see that it. Two and a half hours. It's like he said, ride. He spelled ride for some reason. Or raid. Like, her eye in there, yeah. Raid. Raid. You right, seriously are clueless about Reed Wilson. Yes. Hey. You know, you better ask somebody. Oh. You should learn about Reed Wilson because he's sponsoring this episode today. Maybe this might be his last one, thanks to you. All right. So he came up with an author. Has he ever been on the show before? That author? Have you ever spoken to him? This is one of the guests on the podcast. Why don't you tell me? <laughs> How did you spell read again? <laughs> <sighs> you did graduate high school, right? I've been, I had to take summer school. Okay. Now you're drinking. Why are you drinking so much right now? What's I, going on? 
We had some friends over for a little barbecue, and uh, they brought over some bourbon because it was like a housewarming party because it's the first time they've been to the new house. And yeah, yeah. Okay. I wonder if Reed Wilson drinks a good bourbon. Do you mind like oh, a good bourbon? Geez. Reed, do you listen to the podcast? If you do, I'm sorry. If you're talking to him right now. You want to take this minute to talk to him and apologize. <laughs> He's a he is a he's a Patreon member. Does that uh, ring a bell? Yes. Yes. Do you remember where he's from? Uh, New Zealand. Oh, nice. And he also believes that there's no restaurant in what store? No restaurant. In, oh, uh, IKEA. Damn! There you go. Yeah. You got the it's big brain on bread. Small <laughs> motherfucker. That's right. So now you know who we're referring to. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Don't apologize to me. Apologize to Reed. I'm sorry, Reed. And how do you spell David? <laughs> you might be apologizing to a different Reed. I just want to make sure you're apologizing to the correct one. I'm sorry, your books don't suck. Um, type, type, type. He's an author, huh? Yeah. Now I'm curious to see who this. Does does it have a picture of the one? Actually, I don't even know how you spelled it, but I'm gonna spell R-E-I-D. it. R-E-I-D. I told you, motherfuckers. R-E-I-D. Yes. Oh, he's that, man. Okay. How do you spell Reed? How does Reed Wilson spell his first name? So the R E A D. Oh, okay. Reed Wilson returns to the hill. Let me see the images. Let's see what he looks like. Oh yeah, okay. And this guy right here. Alright, yeah. That's uh that's unlike our Reed. Our Reed's way more handsome than this guy. Way more. This guy's a young guy though. Reed R E I D. Okay, that's how you spelled it. Alright, not too far off. Is that the most common way to spell Reed, Tony? R E I D, I fuck fuck if I know man I don't know. I'm surprised you didn't just write R E A B, you know, just R E E D. Read R E I D. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's some website you can author. go to for common like names or something. Let's ask uh, that your your robot chick. How how would she pronounce Reed Wilson? Oh boy. You got her handy, Tony? I always have to look her up. I don't have her handy. Okay. Let's see. Is this I thought you had your bitches on lock all the time. <laughs> I thought you snapped your finger. Oh, shit. It says The Hill debuts its first podcast. The Hill launches its first podcast today, one that seeks one that seeks to fill in some host. Hill and national correspondent Reed Wilson explains in the promo. Holy shit. He's got his own podcast. What do you know? This is a different read than I read. I don't know, is it? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it is. It's a different one, yes, yes. Okay. Read. So, so oh, listen, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Read. Okay, so that's R E I D. This is R E A D. Read Reade. Whoa! Well, there you oh, go. It's well, the that's you. Man, we were, you. We, were, we were all mispronouncing his name, so we all we all need to apologize to him. Reed. Not to me. Not to me. Read, 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 read. read there you read. go. They, they sound exactly the same in uh, English, uh-huh. U.S. English. Read, read. <coughs> Are you pressing it twice, or she's just saying it? No, twice? no. I I typed R E I D space R E A D E. So uh, oh, you to hear, oh, I see. I so I can hear, hear him difference. back to back. What was the Italian one? <laughs> that was in Spanish, like oh. Spanish accent. Read Italian. Reade. 
Let's hear it again. Read Reade. And then let's go for uh, let's just UK. Read read. Oh, that's the same. Italian. I promise. Listen, read, we'll eventually talk about movies. We randomly rant on all read. Wait, we're gonna randomly read on all things read, right? Read. Yeah, it's read. gonna. We'll have a big picture read on the website. Sponsored by him. But we are gonna talk about some movies tonight. We are gonna be talking about a little movie called Less Than Zero that Harley chose for the homework. Brett Easton Ellis yeah. wrote it. I don't know who directed it. We'll get into that. And then a couple weeks back when uh, Toby Hooper passed away, he had directed a horror movie called The Fun House, which I chose as a credit for Mr. Hooper. And then we got some other movies lined up. So without any further ado, Tony, or Harley, I'm sorry, you said you went to the beach. The beach. The, right the near rock. the beach. Right near the beach. Boy. Boy. So, uh, yeah. I went and I went and saw Baywatch, right? So Say it's so. an interesting it's an interesting movie. It's based on a television show everybody's familiar with it. They hired a ton of really attractive people to be in this movie. Um in one unattractive comic relief, shocking. Um it's got a 5.6 on IMDb. Uh, devoted lifeguard Mitch Buchanan, The Rock, butts heads with a brash new recruit, uh, played by Zach Efron, who must have been taking steroids because that motherfucker got ripped, uh, as they uncover a criminal plot that threatens the future of the Bay. So, um, you should really read the synopsis first. Will you watch? Yeah, I did. I did. And there's Why? no point because there is no <laughs> plot to the movie. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. It is. So, so... Um, Did you watch a TV show? Uh, I had seen it before, but I didn't... I wasn't yeah. like a diehard Baywatch fan. Gotcha. Gotcha. What about you, MCP? Were you yeah. fan of the show? Mm, no, nah, not really. Yeah. Um, so, I was. Thanks for asking, by the way. Thank you, guys. Yeah. yeah. So, so IMDb calls yeah. this an action comedy crime. Oh, all right, yeah. And it should be, I would I would go ahead and give it those three things: action, crime, comedy. I would call it a comedy, crime, action. Um, the movie. You would remove the crime. No, I would leave the crime in. It's the action. There's not a lot of action. It is a comedy first. You don't like the way it's ordered, is what you're saying on IMDb. Yes, correct, correct. So that's yeah, totally that's it. totally um, misleading. Yes. Yes, and it, it's, it's clouding your, your false uh, advertising. You review the movie. False advertising. It is heavily. But, well, and the show wasn't. So did you read that before you saw the movie? No, I didn't know anything. I okay. I, had re- I I think I remember seeing. I mean, you know, I'm not over the Rock, even though he's in three movies a year. I genuinely like. I don't, I'm I'm not tired of him. I'm not burned out on him. Like he's still got sort of like appeal and it works and so the movie relies heavily on his sort of charisma and sort of his charisma with Zac Efron's character um, and then everybody else is just kind of eye candy they don't really act but it's those two characters but really The Rock is is um, you know it, he's the draw and, and if you enjoy him it's easy relatively easy to enjoy the film it's a hard R 
and I didn't know that. So when I started watching the movie, and you told your kids to leave the room. No, no, no. Me and Chris were watching it on vacation. Um, so when everybody started cursing and everything was like, like really are, I was like, oh, cool. You know what? I actually enjoy this more. It's it's a little more adult. Like I can appreciate some of the humor is a little better. And then as it kept getting, it, as it kept going on, I was like, oh wow, yeah, this is this is like a hard R, so to speak. Um, and I just so, noticed there's dolphins inside the wave on the poster. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> what the movie does is it is it funny? It is. Okay. Plain and simple, it is. Start, yeah. start with that. Start with that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's it is a comedy. It's a comedy first. You laughed. You chuckled a lot. I did. Well, me and Chris laughed our asses off. Oh, no, fuck. I, start with that. That's way more glowing than you fucking going on this diatribe about. You're talking about Baywatch, dude. Not talking about some fucking Oscar nominated movie. You're talking about no, Baywatch. Not to no, the no, fucking no, no. point. Jesus Christ. It's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to make fun at the whole Baywatch. Yeah, we thing. got it. We got it. We know. And it works. It okay. is. It's got some smart humor in it. That's funny. Um, it's certainly got some of the cliches of comedies. This is where the script comes in, and it tries to wink at the cliches. Is it like Twenty One Jump Street? Yeah, yeah. No, that's actually probably a decent comparison. Um, and it does. It works. I mean, it, it got crushed. Uh, by critics and and uh, financially wise, it did not do well, and I can see why. But it's I'm certainly I'm it's certainly a dollar. I mean, I, I can give you that right now. Um, I'd buy besides that all for the, a dollar. besides all the eye candy, you know, whether you're gay or straight, it doesn't matter. There's plenty of eye candy for you. Shit, Zac Efron, the dude is like ripped ripped like the rock is big but Zac Efron's like the bulging veins and shit like yeah um and so yeah it's fucking there's me and Chris were laughing our asses off during the movie and I didn't expect it to be such a heavy comedy I didn't really know what to expect I like to go into the movies blind you know we've talked about this and so you know as we're watching it I'm like oh shit this is like it's making fun of itself in a sense so um, ironically, I should have realized that it's the same director as Horrible Bosses, <laughs> um, which I I enjoyed. So yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. It was it was worth a high dollar. Um, you know, if you're old enough to remember the show, you know, it even has some little cameos. Um, and so yeah, it works. A lot of the a lot most of the humor works. I will say it gets up maybe a little long when it tries to when it has to push the story along and the story is, you know, it's bad. It's, it's, there's no story to it. The synopsis, like I read to you, you know, criminal plot that threatens the future of the Bay, blah, blah, blah. That's, it's really bad. Um, but the humor, the, the introduction, um, the rock is, is the, the Baywatch guy and nobody's gonna, you know, ruin it for him, and then Zach. Is it Dario Shore boobies in the movie? Uh, no. Um, cleavage, but no boobies. Oh, it's um, rated R. Yeah, in fact, I don't think there's any nudity in it. Now that I think, what? No tits? Yeah, no, no. There's borderline. That's for sure. Tony, um, where do you come out with this? You eager to see it now? I'll put it on in the background. Okay. It, 
No, you should. I mean, I, I, it's uh, like I said, it's funny. Um, you say it's funny. Everyone dogging it. Hmm. Yeah, well, are they dogging 5. it? Five point six on IMDb. I said it wasn't funny. Well, see, I thought it was funny. I laughed my ass off. Were you on any stimulants? No. <laughs> no. Stone cold sober. Were you high as a kite? No booze, no weed, no drugs. No no nope. Nope. Stone cold sober. Were you getting blown while watching it? No. It was after. Oh, you watched it after? No, 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 no. Or, okay. Because no, the... we... <laughs> We've gone over this. Like you, you... No, no, no. The movie was before the oral was after. Right. Would Reed Wilson, the author, enjoy this? <laughs> I don't know. I can't speak for Reed Wilson, the author. What about New Zealand or Reed Wilson? Absolutely. He'd laugh. Okay. All right. There you go. All right. All right. Moving right along. What's next on the agenda, Tony? You've got Nerve, 24 by 36, and Terminator 2. Yeah, I saw Nerve. Tony, you had seen, right? Yes. I was. Well, fuck, fuck you. I was the first one to see this. Oh, man, but nobody remembers what the fuck you said. Yeah, I know. And since Tony never talks, I want to hear what Tony, what were your thoughts on Nerve? I thought it was all right. I remember, I mean, I enjoyed it. It wasn't, you know, too, like, in depth. Like, it just, it was just kind of a fun, like, yeah, throw it up there on the screen. I get, I'm pretty sure I gave it a dollar. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so. I did too. Okay. If you were asking. I wasn't, but okay. Um, thanks. <laughs> um, the nerve of you, sir. The nerve. Um, no, I, uh, me and Amy got this weird, random, like, opportunity to watch a movie together, and the kids were all entertained, and we're like, you want to watch a movie? She's like, sure. I'm like, this shit ain't never going to happen, so I'm like, whatever. It takes us, like, 15, 20 minutes to even go through all the streaming services to find something, right? Then when you finally do, the kids are hungry, want to do something else, and it just doesn't work. But this was a, one of those weird weird occasions where we actually had time to watch something and go and find something light, you know, not too much to think about, you know, and uh, have a good time with it. And uh, I came across Nerve. I was like, hey, you want to watch this? She had she had no idea who was in it, what's it about. I'm like, all right, perfect. Let's just go blind. Let's go right into it. I remember, you, I remember Tony seeing it. I don't remember if Harley saw it. And if I did, I, don't, I wouldn't give two shits. But uh, I can't believe you saw it first, Tony Harley. I can't remember that now. No, I didn't. I it's watched crazy. it because it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter. Going yeah. back to the rock. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's got a lot of neon lights. It's real pretty. You yeah. know, Mach- Machine Gun Kelly makes a cameo. Which, that was hilarious. And even, I even brought up a point where she said, when Juliette Lewis is the mom in the movie, you know you're old. So, uh, you had Emma Roberts, Dave Franco in it. And it's some, a high school senior finds herself immersed in an online game of Truth or Dare. Uh, where her every move starts to become manipulated by anonymous community of watchers. And you can see this happening in real life, right? People do it all the time. They do it for likes. They post a picture up. They do, they do everything for social media. So you can, I can see this kind of, you know, happen. I don't know about to the extreme, but it had like elements of hackers with the little organization, the little group trying to, trying to solve it, you know? I, I just, I just pictured two Asian guys with a can of Jolt Cola on their, on their table, ready to hack the planet. You know, I kind of feel like God up here. It kind of reminded me of that scene. <laughs> but you know what? We were totally, we were entertained. I mean, we, my hands were getting sweaty with that uh, ladder scene from one building to the other. You know, and it, the stakes kept getting higher and higher. And uh not sure if anyone would put neon lights on a Triumph motorcycle. That was kind of an odd choice. But since the movie has so much neon lights, it's of work. It's not Tron, but, you know, it looked cool on the bike when it's driving through the streets of New York. Every scene had to have really cool neon lights. So I'm thinking, who is the... 
the DP on this. They didn't really like the lights. But you know what? For the little time that it, the running time of a one hour thirty six minutes, we were entertained and we had fun with it. And you know, buy it for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yes, sir. It was it was one of those movies that had a really cool concept, and like you had brought up, it had something a really believable sort of idea. Yeah, play through the day without the the two part and just keep doing it. Then it just kind of turned into a teenage drama kind of thing, and I think that's where the movie had a lot of promise. It could have been an amazing movie, and then it just kind of turned out to like a dollar kind of thing. Those teen dramas, man, that's your wheelhouse. Yeah, you know me. Now, will Reed Wilson enjoy it? I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to uh, find out. Hit us on Twitter. Hit us on our Facebook page. Let us know if you've yeah. seen her. If you haven't, please do so. There you go. We all, we all, we all gave it a dollar, so. Yeah. Endorse Certified second dollar. Absolutely. All right, what else? What else did we see? I saw a little movie called 24 by 36. You guys hear about this movie? No idea. On IMDb, it's 2436, a movie about movie posters. A documentary exploring the birth, death, and resurrection of illustrated movie posters. Now, we, we uh, a couple of months back, we watched that video about movie posters. You guys remember that video? I don't know. Probably might have sent it. Or Tony might have sent it. One of you guys read a post. You guys remember that? Mm-hmm. About how lazy, lazy movie posters are. They talked about, like, they're using the big heads all the time now, and there's no real creativity to them, and you got to split, like, Teal on one side, the orange on the one side. Do you guys remember that little like, 10, 60-minute video on YouTube? Vaguely. Okay. But this pretty much kind of goes over it. With you, they got a lot of like um, artists from the past that used to do this cool painting of movies. You know, If you look back, like some of the coolest movie posters, like the Goonies and the Indiana Jones, they all have that really cool uh, artwork, right, that were painted. Um, and they just talk about like how once computers came in, they just got really lazy and no one really takes pride in them. But then you got like they, they talk about like um, movie companies like Mondo that does really amazing movie posters, which I own a couple of them, and uh, kind of going you know there's there's still like a the resurgence and there's kind of a, a appeal and an audience for these posters to come back and sometimes once in a while you'll see a movie poster that comes out you're like hey that's pretty neat like remember the remember you guys remember the poster for Hobo with a shotgun yeah I had the big old it just had that cool artwork to it you know. And they, there were some new movies that had the cool artwork, like uh, The Heat. I remember getting this cool art like, poster. I'm like, oh, that's weird. The Heat got one. I mean, they look at the cover from Wolf Cop. And, you know, there's sometimes there's some there's sometimes there's covers that are out there. Um, but, like, the big VHS boom in the 80s, like the horror movies, they just always had these horror posters, VHS covers that stood out. And I guess you had to, if you think about all the boxes that were front displayed, you, you know, you wanted to grab your attention. Yeah, you um, didn't have the Internet like you do yeah. now. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, it's just a really cool documentary about movie posters, and if you're interested in it, you know, it was, it was really cool was to have the different artists and different um, people involved with it, and just kind of like, we went through and they kind of like, what happened to it, you know, which is kind of sad, because you do look at the old school movie posters, Back to the Futures, Ian Jones. And- well, it's interesting because it says in the, the IMDb, Documentary explaining the birth, death, and resurrection of the illustrated movie poster, and and that's a good point. It's interesting. Nowadays, we just every movie poster we see is just photoshopped of some image of the film, kind mm-hmm. of thing. But back in the old days, I think there was certainly more art. That exactly. Was, like that yeah, was, now he said yeah. like yeah, they show like eight movie cover, 
movie covers, and it was like all of Johnny Depp's face and all of them, you know. But they had yeah, the, the, yeah. Big, the big picture of like Will Smith's head. You're like, okay, what's this movie about? I know Will Smith's in it. What is it about? You know what I mean? Oh, what's it about? Yeah, as opposed to the old days, it was more about some artists. You know, yeah, like that cool picture of the Goonies, right, where they're all hanging out for rope and they're like in an adventure and they're like in a cave. You know? Yeah, you got like cool like um, brochures like that. So yeah, it's just a really cool dog buy it for a dollar. If you catch it on Netflix, um, it's worth, worth a watch. I saw it on Plex. I got it. Uh, got it through hmm. um, AMG, anonymous movie guy. Right on. Right. So, we've been gone so long. Did we talk about Terminator Two: Judgment Day in 3D? No, you. We we texted about it, but you never actually talked about it on the podcast. Correct, Mundo. So yeah, so we went to the old cinema store. Do you remember that theater? Yeah, we're famous for Taiwan Tuesday. Taiwan Tuesday, yeah. That fucker's still there, and it's really dead. It's really weird. There's no box office window. You actually, walk in to the concession stand, and you buy a ticket there. Huh. huh. It's really weird. And it was like only a couple people there going to go sit down. But, but Jay, Jeff didn't know that went with me. He didn't know it was in 3D until we got there. He goes, what? He's like, you know what? I was a little bit excited, but, you know, I've seen it so many times. But until the fact that he mentioned this 3D, I got, I, I'm not more excited. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I didn't thought you knew. He's like, no. I'm like, okay. So we're sitting down, and I'm fucking geeking out. I'm totally marking oh, out. So I'm like, I'm fucking finally going to watch it in, three, in, 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 in the theater. And I wish I would have seen this as a kid because as a kid, this shit would have blown my mind. What's that? Yeah, I, I certainly would have been wearing my Skynet t-shirt. <laughs> oh, you totally would have for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're sitting there. All the cues are coming in, all the music, all the beats. I mean, I, oh. I know fucking, you know, everything, right? Oh, we know everything. But the cool thing is we're watching it in 3D, right? We're like, all right, what's the yeah. 3D going to end, right? What's it really going to do? And for some reason, like, 3D really works with glass. I don't know what it is. Has a cool reflected reflection to it, and it's. I guess it's easier for it to make it in the third dimension. You know, where it comes out a lot. You know, what like do you mean glass? Driving. Like, so like windshields in the car, windshields in a phone booth. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So like the actual like things in the it's movie. Just adds a, yeah, it just has that cool depth perception. You know, like it's like I said, we've seen it so many times. So like just the, like even the cool thing of like his vision. And, and all the typing in the screen when he's looking up, the, you know, the clothing and finding a match. That shit's in 3D. Because it makes sense, right? Why wouldn't it be, you know? Sure. Um, so then, like, uh, when, when Arnold's got a gun face into the screen, it's coming out the screen. Um, you know, the T-1000. So, like, the cool helicopter scene with, like, him breaking through it. You know, the, the glass looks just cool. It's this cool reflection. Um, when he's in the photo booth, you can see, like, scratches in the windshield. It's, cra- it's just, it's just, I don't know. It, I don't know. I know it doesn't sound like much, but... Just to see a movie you've seen a hundred times, to see it differently, it works. Subtleness, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you see when the, the chase scenes, like the you do see like these cool scenes where like the, when like the car sparks and bullets bullets uh, are firing against the truck and are shooting things. You know the little sparks, like especially in the last towards the end with the sparks hitting the ground. You know what I mean? So it, it did make it like a whole totally new experience. So that's I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. Um, but just you know, you know the cues, hearing the music, the Guns of Roses. You know, it's like that's not my mother, Todd. You know, just it's everything, right? Um, and then that one scene happened where the the, the big semi breaks through and crashes mm-hmm. down. The windshields did not break. I was looking for it. It stayed <laughs> just stay true what Cameron said. And it's funny because I told Jeff about. They goes, "What? That's the part that bugs them." I'm like, "Hey, whatever." You know, there might have been other like, scenes too, but okay. I didn't see. I didn't see the driver too when they're leaving Pescadero's Hospital. Remember when the, oh, the, the squad cars yeah, going yeah, backward? Yeah. You see a little head. I didn't see that. 
don't know if it makes it a little bit darker, but maybe they did cover that up. But yeah, it worked. And it was the theatrical version. It wasn't the scenes with Michael Bean, and it wasn't the scene where they're taking out the chip out of his head. It wasn't any of that. So it was just the theatrical version. Yeah, it was a director's cut. Yeah. But fuck, man, that scene, we we totally geeked out. I looked over at him, and he's geeking out. The whole helicopter scene where he's chasing them, and and they're shooting from far away. You know, he kind of goes over that overpass, and it goes up, and it comes back down. And you see the it's like it's almost like from another helicopter's perspective recording, filming mm. that scene with Sarah Connor shooting from the machine gun from the back of the squat the the squad car, the the the, the squad mm. the SWAT vehicle. She's shooting out there. Yeah. Remember she's shooting uh-huh. she's shooting teams oh. out of the helicopter right. and that whole over uh-huh. that shit looks yeah the whole buildings and everything dude that shit looked amazing dude we're looking at it like oh fuck that looks badass you know um. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, just the whole twin, the, the whole liquid metal thing. We were wondering how that was going to turn out. And it, it I, think, I guess since it's silver, it, it, it wasn't too, I guess it's not able to, you know. But we, we noticed shit like, I noticed there were scenes like, like the scene where, uh, um, when T1000 takes over his, his mother or stepmom, and she, and she kills uh-huh. Todd with the blade. I, I saw milk dripping from the blade. Whoa. When he was still drinking it, I had never seen that before. And you know, for me to pride myself that I've seen that so many times, I I don't know why I geeked out about that. I thought that looked cool, you know. You know, she she stabs subtle. him. Yeah. yeah, but you know, she stabs him like right when he's drinking the milk, and you know, she got the blade right through the milk carton and through him. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. she's on the phone, and you you saw little drips of milk come down the blade. I'm like, that, that was fucking cool. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I fucking I love this movie. Feet. It's gonna be the greatest. You know, it's still my top five of all time. Seeing the theater just made it that much better. And then just going, yeah, this just goes to show that I'm like, yeah, I absolutely fucking love this movie. Um, I was, I'm so glad I saw it in the theater. I wish if I would have waited one more day, I would have seen it on August 29th, you know, Day of Judgment Day. So it's the by a day. So, you know, still geeky enough to go see it again in the theater. I would, if, you know, if we were still recording time, if it was still playing, Harley, I really wish you would have made the fucking trip. Uh, just to see it man. I literally just looked at it. The closest theater is in San Francisco. Damn. Wow. What about when you were in fucking Oregon or whatever? Was it playing down there? No, I was in the middle of fucking Utah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a fucking theater there that would have been playing it, dude. No, but yeah. there's not. Well, and I wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, Terminator 2 in 3D, in third dimension, in the theater. Slater, Slater, Slater. That was a fucking movie. Yeah. Yes. So Shocking. fucking cool. <laughs> I know. But it was just cool to see movies like you've seen so many times different, you know, in that in that way. It was really cool. Dude, I would absolutely go to the theaters and see so many movies. Classics, yeah. Classics. I mean when we were younger, did they do this before? We were talking about this, like me and Jeff. Like has this ever been done re-release. before in the theaters? Have they ever done that? You mean re release them? You movie can remember? Yeah. No, not even 3D, but just re release them. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I've heard of releases. Not death. something. They did it with the Lion King and shit like that. Maybe we just never noticed, I guess. I never noticed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I mean, all. Of them I mean, but like, like, I know that's the thing. Like, her, like Tony and I saw Halloween last year in the theater. Um, but I'm just wondering if. I was seeing before that when we were younger. I don't remember like seeing. Oh man, I would really wish they would release Jurassic Park or Mortal Kombat again. You know what I mean? Well, what I mean, would you go see Jurassic Park in the theater? Fuck yeah, I would. Fuck yeah, you would. You, you wouldn't? <laughs> that's that's what Of course I would. See? Yeah. I'd be taking my kids to it tomorrow. So I'd fucking yeah. Would I mean, you, there's a hundred movies I'd rather take my movies my kids to see in the to San Francisco. Theater. 
Is it playing there? I'm just saying they probably won't won't play anywhere <laughs> yes, they, near them. I know. Like okay, so say it is playing. So Harley Jurassic Park. Would, would well, you go? No, I'm not gonna say no, no, no. Unfortunately, not. No, that's what I'm saying. Locally, right, right, right. Yeah. See, you need to find yourself a. You need to open up a theater or something. Up your own theater yeah. chain. Well, I'm telling. You, I keep trying to convince the wife to 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 green light a, a projector, but you know, oh, there it you hasn't go. happened yet. She's like, yo. She's like, get a job. Oh. Dang. <laughs> She's right. She's right, though. You want to have some toy? Good work. answer. Was that it? Was that on the list, Tony? Is that on my uh, list? Yep, that was it. Okay, cool. Okay. Wanted to finish off with T2. No problemo. Definitely jealous. Siempre como culebra. Yeah, should have seen the motherfucker. All right, all right. So what do we got now? What do we got going? Hey, uh, Harley, did you see what a certain movie made this weekend? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Love it. Five, four, three, two, one. Why is not ready? So, <laughs> oh, trying to buy you more time. That's all. <laughs> Who would have a two-hour and 15-minute long remake would make $17.1 million on the opening weekend on a $35 million budget? It's absolutely insane. Um, although it is getting critically... It's critically. It's got an 8.2 on IMDb. Um, I, don't know, I don't know anything about it. I didn't even see the original, but it's worked. Um, yeah, I got my ticket, so I'm going to go see it tomorrow. Oh, are you really? Right. Yep. Yeah, I could give a shit. Um, <laughs> All right. Interestingly enough, it's on the heels of the slowest summer in like 20 years. I'm, I'm sure you guys have read. It's on everybody's yep. fucking Facebook, on everybody's Reddit, on everybody's, everybody's everybody. Everybody's everything. Um, so... Yeah, we've had a slow summer. Um, right on. I mean, you know, the shit they threw at us this summer was boring, for all I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, and it's then huge, this, is, huge for this is... Well, that's the thing. It, is it beat out... Um, it's got the biggest weekend, the biggest opening day. It's got a for rated R. It's, you know, it, yeah, it just draws people to the theaters. I don't know why, though. I, I have no interest in seeing this. The That's crazy because, like, thing. I was telling Tony, like, my neighbor, she, um, her and her daughter went to go see it. But they're like, "Hey, let's have a mother-daughter day." She's like, "All right, what do you want to do?" And her little daughter was like, "I'm a little bit straight. She's a freshman in high school. She's like, I want to go see it." And she's like, "All right, let's go see it." So well, I'm I saw like, a kinda, trailer to it. Like, like I, your kids don't want to see it. Like your oldest. Well, she hasn't seen a uh, trailer. She doesn't know anything about it. Don't have fucking. Yeah, she's not on social networking. She doesn't. She doesn't see the ad campaign for it. Now you hover um, over the balloon, it's fucking scary. He jumps out. It's pretty cool. So so interestingly enough, I saw I did see the trailer to it, and I was like, oh, it seems like a family friendly, you know, because a bunch of kids are involved. And then I realized, oh, later on after it made a bunch of money, was it rated R? So I don't know. I'm it still was a family friendly movie. You never well, remember the, the, like a... You don't remember the old ministry of Tim Curious Pennywise? 
Uh, well, that's like I said, I didn't, I never saw the original, so it was just about clowns, about some scary clown. I don't know. So, but the trailer makes it come off as not being that scary, so to speak, at least when I saw it. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. It, it obviously, yeah, I don't know. It obviously hit a chord because it decimated the box office this week, weekend. Um, Maybe part of it that's because it was just so slow, but yeah, I mean that's a ton of money. I mean, yeah. I'm sure that um, I think they were they were predicting fifty or sixty million, and it doubled that basically. So yeah. um, it'll be curious to see if it holds up through the next week. Um, you know what the percentage change is for for the following week, um, but it's already made its money over three times. So. How many more Stephen King books are we going to see remade into movies in the next five years? I mean, yeah. So interestingly, um, I don't know anything about it. You're obviously, were you, Fonzo, were you interested in seeing it before? Or is it the fact that it's doing so well? I didn't, I didn't, uh, I wasn't sure how it was going to be, you know, especially if people love the first one so much. But it was a TV minister. It was like, in two parts, where like the first parts of them all as kids, and the second part of the miniseries, it's like them uh, as adults. And a lot of people really don't like the second part. They usually look like the part with the kids. And I have to tend to agree. Um, but after seeing like clips and trailers for this, I was totally sold. I was like, oh, dude! And then hearing the early buzz about it, got me even more excited. So yeah, um, definitely want to check it out. I wanted to see it earlier so I could talk on the podcast, but you gotta go tomorrow. So. Yeah, I'd be curious what you have to say about it. But you know, I didn't know. Like, some of you don't think you wouldn't watch it. Like, he, he was he's like really pumped about it. He kept talking about it over the weekend. You can't wait to watch it. So it's got this appeal. I don't know what it is. I think it's like, just good marketing. It, it seems like they just wow. have very smart marketing for it. I think Fonz, I think Tony might have just nailed it. The, the head on the hammer, as I would usually say like an idiot. Um, <laughs> I think that's it, though. I think it's just great marketing because... I mean, I mean, everybody's always been afraid of clowns, but it's a remake. It's like I don't know, like what's the big deal? Um, I think Stephen King's name in it in the, in the beginning of it, you know. Yeah, but I feel like the the Stephen King name. We've seen a million movies after Stephen King stuff. I mean, his he's it's a, funny. It doesn't. Yeah, you guys say that and stuff, and it's got that appeal. But it, for some reason, like for you two guys, it doesn't. You guys aren't excited about it, or you want to remotely interested about it. I'm not I a horror. I, ironically, I'm more interested in seeing the original now. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, yeah, interestingly enough, the original is a two-part, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Like, was it in the theater? Was it a in this? Motherfucker, uh, didn't I just explain to you, dumbass? Well, I... I Jesus Christ. Yeah, I guess I... My yeah, you just out. weren't listening. Yeah, or your internet cut out. Well, yeah. you said so a lot of people like the first part better than the second, or the second part better than the first part. So you did hear that. You heard that was in two parts then. Yeah, but I didn't hear where was it released. <laughs> How did people actually watch TV it? TV miniseries on ABC. Oh, so it was a TV miniseries on ABC. Okay, my mistake. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I think people were excited too that, you know, it's getting like it's true. Like maybe not as. You know how you know it's always hard to translate from book to movie. Sure, but uh, this way it's a little more accurate with the hmm. RR. That's what they never got before. You know, 
I said Pennywise was scarier back then, but now it's like really, you can really amp it up. So I mean, I don't know, I haven't seen this, but that'd be my guess. Did you see the original? Yeah, it's really long. The book's really, really long. But yeah, the first part, like I said, the first part revolves around them as kids, the Losers Club. The second part revolves around as when they're adults. Yeah, this says the the uh, two part is three hours and twelve minutes. So. Yeah. He kind of manifests to what scares you, you know. He, that's what he does. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, John Rivers in the original. Mm-hmm. Well, Harley, you yeah. had the homework this week, sir. Well, you gotta train, train. You gotta like throw it on me. You gotta like fucking do this big twist and shit on me. Do you want to tell me to play some music before you went in there or something? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So a couple weeks ago, uh, the missus. I'm married. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but I've been oh, married yeah. for like a year or some shit. I don't even know. Um, thank you. Oh, no, it's, yeah, that's what, not what I was looking for. But anyways. Um, <laughs> what were you looking for, sir? No, I, we were talking about Robert Downey Jr., I think. And she was like, hey, you need to download. Uh, I mean, go Get to rent. Blockbuster and rent <laughs> <laughs> less than zero. And I was like, you know what? That's perfect because I remember I think down in like the Iron Man heyday, I I had saved less than zero on my IMDb, and I was like, you know, I gotta see this one because I've never seen it before. And so when she said it, I was like, you know what? I'll pick it as the extra credit because I'm sure Fonzo and or Tony has seen this before. You know, it's Robert Downey Jr. the night late '80s. I think it was like, you know, right before his Coke break or drug break or whatever. And I didn't really know much about his history other than I knew he had a drug problem when he was younger. And so, um, and then it worked out perfect. Neither one of you had ever seen it before. And I think Lonzo, was it you that said you had it on DVD? So yeah, I haven't watched it. Yeah. So 1987 rated R, um, a college freshman returns to LA for the holidays at his ex-girlfriend's request, but discovers that his former best friend, Robert Downey Jr. has an out of control drug habit. And so the film is starring Andrew McCarthy from um, Weekend of Bernie's 1 and 2 and Jamie Gertz, which I don't know what else she's done, but I recognize her face from Lost Boys. From the 90s. Yeah, Lost Boys. She was in Twister from 1996. So. Anyways, this, the film really stars those two. And then Robert Downey Jr., uh, James Bayer is also in it. Um, they're sort of, you know, supporting cast. Um, and unfortunately, because it stars Andrew McCarthy and Jamie Gertz, it hurts the film because they are horrible actors in this film. Um, and I remember when me and Chris watched it, me and Chris kept looking at each other going, ooh, this movie's showing its age. Like, it feels very 1980-ish, you know. It's got the music, it's got the look, it's got the style, which I like, actually, because it's it, it feels very authentic to 1980s circa Southern California, Hollywood, you know what I mean? And we all grew up in SoCal, so we kind of saw uh, an extension of that. And so for me, the age thing, it it didn't bother me. I think for Chris, it bumped her a little bit. 
just because it came off as being an old film. Um, the performances of those of a couple of the of the actors unfortunately hurt the film. Robert Downey Jr.'s character is his performance is is amazing, and I particularly enjoyed James Spader's character um, playing. Of Grant. course, you would. I loved it. I, th I thought his performance was really good. It felt authentic. I, I genuinely felt the menace in his character. Um, but I actually enjoyed it. Chris Chris didn't like it so much, I think, just because it did show its age um, and, and because, um, you know, it's got some of the cliches from the 80s that, you know, as we watch now, we sort of kind of, I don't know, we're kind of bored with or whatnot. But um, I liked it. I mean, I felt like, um, felt it was, it, again, it's sort of like a soft spot. It, it's it's got that underbelly for me. It, it, these are those, they're not great movies, but for me, I like these late eighties, early nineties movies. They just kind of, you know, um, I just I kind of got a, a soft spot for them. So yeah, I enjoyed it. What about what did you guys think? Yeah, I um. I, I always liked the American Psycho, which mm -hmm. Freddie Sinellis wrote. And I guess I'm reading the trigger here, and he says he didn't really like the movie at first. But, uh, I mean, at the time, like, Andrew McCarthy was sort of the hot shit, and so was De Niro. I oh, mean, yeah. De Niro, Downey Jr., and Spader. And Spader always just, you need a, you need a fucking smug, smug fucking prick. He calls he's you so, Spader. He is. He's so Spader's good in it. And it was just yeah. fun to see Iron Man versus uh, Ultron in the early days, so that was, <laughs> that was fun to watch. But uh, yeah. Jamie Gertz, it, what was funny is like just nightclub scene and Andrew McCarthy and Jamie kissing again. And then another nightclub scene, oh, there's more kissing. And then this and, that, and kiss, that's all the movie was pretty much. I was like, all right. And then, you know, Robert Downey acting his ass off. And, you know, yeah. I don't know if he was really acting, if he was really this fucked up because I think he might have been well, having the same problem at the time. I, I, yeah, I did a little IMDb and I think it was, I think he struggled with it throughout. Yeah. So it made it a little more tough too, I think, you know, yeah. 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 Sorry, but it's but it, no, yeah, but it's not too long, and the and the pacing was good too. So I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't really bored. At him, you know what I mean? Like I, I was curious to see how how Robert Downey was young. Not now seeing him now as Iron Man, so it's like you almost always just see him as that. You know, yeah. it's kind of fun to exactly. see him in a different light. It's actually, I could like Tropic Thunder. You see him in a whole other character. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was cool to see him. You know, I've seen him as you know in Weird Science. But it was cool to see him like this, and then yeah, you can see his acting chops, and it does come in, you know. But a uh, fuck man, I wasn't if I wasn't excited when uh, Andrew Tate was taking out fucking Bill um, Spader out, you know, towards the end of the fighting. I was like, oh fuck, that mm -hmm. felt great because like like this little like oh, you know who you're talking to? I'm like bitch, if fucking Bill wasn't here, you wouldn't do you wouldn't you wouldn't do shit, man. Get your, shit your bitch ass down, mm -hmm. you know. Try that card, but yeah, no, I oh, <laughs> fuck that, yeah. Threw my man head through a fucking TV. Yeah, I know. What the fuck? Um, but yeah, no, I um, I, I was enjoy I enjoyed it. I liked it. Huh. Tony? Well, see, huh. I may have been born in the 80s, but I didn't start actually oh consuming media until the 90s, so I have no connection to 80s themes or 80s movies. Anything. I, I don't have it. So this movie was... Did not hold up. It felt dated. Oh, like like I I was in the same boat as Chris. I think where it just it does it, it, it just, is dated. It, I get that. Yeah. Um, and it just yeah. didn't appeal to me. Like uh, I kept getting bumped 
you know, I kept getting distracted by, you know, the, 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 by that, all, all of it, (laughs) all of the, all of the eighties things, um, storyline, I didn't care. Um, the only time I actually started like paying attention was at the end when, when they're all like, like they got through the party, party phase, you know, the first half of the movie was all, you know, this is, this is a party. This is all fun. And then the shit hits the fan at the end, and you know this this is what it really is. You know this is why they need help. Um, and and then I started paying attention, like it's like how how they're going through it. But there wasn't much there. Yeah, you're right. Their act his, his he was acting his ass off. Um, the other actors, I, I wasn't too bothered by by their acting. Um, but again, I wasn't paying that much attention. But at the end of the movie, I just eh, I didn't really care for it. I was, uh, yeah, I'd give it a pass. Damn. Yeah. It's a waste. waste, so, waste. so the stakes are saying you gave it less that than zero. That would be a waste <laughs> of time. That'd be a waste of my time to even write that one down. It was less. It was literally less than zero. Yeah. Yeah. Who wouldn't even give it a dollar? Damn. That's hardcore. That's cold blooded. Yeah. I give it. I give it a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Just see with him and his pops, man. That was tough. Yeah, I would absolutely give it a dollar. I think. I'd buy that for a dollar. I think. I. I do. I was telling Chris. Um. Some of this goes into the extra credit. Um. I give move and and I was you know it's funny I was talking to Chris about this because we oftentimes talk about how you guys will uh, I'll ask Chris I'll go what do you think what do you think she's like yeah you know and I go what do you think do you think Fonzo's gonna like it she she'll be like uh I said what do you think about Tony she go eh and so um I've I've said Tony doesn't like grading movies on a curve in other words he he grades them on how they play circa 2017 and not were they brilliant films circa when they came out. And I get that. I mean, there's no fault in that. Um, and, and so, and I remember watching this movie going, Tony is not going to like this because you kind of have to grade it on a curve. You have to kind of watch it from the eyes of somebody from the 1980s. You know what I mean? I mean, this, I thought it was interesting that it really, this is probably one of the earlier films that pointed out rich white kids can have drug problems. It's not just poor black people. You know what I mean? And so when this came out, it was sort of a social commentary, I think. And I think if you, if you can watch it from that perspective, you give it a little more credit because as you watch it now in our progressive and, and day and age, we just go, yeah, this is just kind of a poorly acted sort of mediocre screenplay film. Um, but I think what, if you can kind of put yourself in the viewer's perspective, circa 1987, like this would have been a, like a pretty eye opening experience. And so, um, then I blame the movie makers for not putting that social commentary into the movie. Well, but yeah. I, that's why I, th- I, I would argue the social commentary was in the film. No, it wasn't because it, you it you have to supply it yourself. You have to know the context and and go. Oh well, because of that context, like in in and of itself, the movie didn't address 
that issue. It just you have not, to bring your own knowledge to it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It, it didn't yeah, no, yeah. touch I mean, on it Historically, itself. we yeah we. I mean, historically, we can go back and look at the cocaine problem in. Man, I don't know. Do homework just to watch 80s. a movie. Well, and I get it. I dig it. I do, and that's why I can't fault you for for being critical of a film. I think for me, I look at a film in the the overall context, and and so. But maybe I'm just a hipster. I don't know. Well, you think? Yeah, but no. But I mean, really quickly, all you got to do is like you know, get a little flask out, take a little little tutsurutsuki, snort up the nose, mm-hmm. and you know they got a drug problem. Whether you know that it's you know it's eighties white young rich. Yuppie kids are are doing it because there's that one scene where the girls are talking like, "Oh, my pipes are leaking." When they're she she had a nosebleed, so you can tell they obviously, you know, do this all the time. And right, but Harley's pointing out that that wasn't people didn't talk about that back then. That's what that's what I'm getting from what Harley's saying. Is that does that is that right? Yeah, no, Tony's right. I mean, Um, that's something I wasn't aware of. I didn't know that. I didn't know that back then it wasn't well known that white people had drug problems you didn't take dare you didn't have a drug abuse resistance education well i didn't i didn't know that it would that was an issue that like i thought i, I didn't I, I i wasn't aware of the, those things well because you only knew brown people back then okay. well, it, it's not even that it wasn't even on my radar i guess that's the point that right. I, I i guess if you would have asked me before talking to you guys if back in the 80s it was whether it was well known or not well known that white people had drug problems i'd say yeah it's well known everybody has drug problems you know you look at now nowadays drug the drug drug drugs aren't racist you know they'll get oh. to every they'll, they'll fuck everybody up i didn't history realize that it, shown, drugs aren't racist touche <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah so like for me i didn't know any of that context so it completely flew over my head i and i and i missed it but you know harley being the historian he is <laughs> actually i wish i was a story I'm just a history buff but is that a lot to like um to ruin the movie for you the movie experience well, and I, I again, I mean to interrupt, I to or to speak for Tony, I get it. I mean, if you don't have that context, it can be boring. I mean, it's like, I mean, shit. Chris was doing cocaine in the eighties, practically, um, and she was like, "Yeah, this movie's boring," kind of thing. And I was like, "You're the one who fucking picked it." And she, but I get it. It's got that sort of eighties cliche movies that are kind of slow and. There's not a whole lot going on. Like we don't get the boom bang, you know. I mean, literally, Fonzo, you brought up the like the one and only action scene. That's like a kind of like a bad '80s fist fight kind of thing. The rest is kind of like scene after scene of, you know, Robert Downey Jr., James Spader, and then you know, it's like this. You got to get you got to go to college with me, and it's, it, it it does it gets old, but I again I. I, I I see what you're saying. Or like, up, if you were a teenager watching this at the time, you know, would it hit you more home? Seeing, yeah, I mean, yeah, like I getting mean, out of high school, going to college. Fucking a, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, absolutely. It gets a dollar for me. Um, I don't know. It's I not because of the guy that wrote it. His name's Harley. The screenplay, right? I I saw that too. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> Buy as much. <laughs> 
Yeah. So yeah, yeah. absolutely a dollar for me. All right, right on. Well, cool. So then moving right on to speaking of clowns, <laughs> and speaking of great acting, let's move into a movie called Funhouse, which came out six years before that movie, Less Than Zero. Four teenage friends spend the night in the Carnival Funhouse and are stalked by a deformed man in a Frankenstein mask, which has one of the silliest scenes. I've never seen Frankenstein getting jerked off before. So that's that's a first in Bad with Podcast history or ever. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she successfully jerked him off. I think right. he that was kind of the busted him out before she could But she's grabbing the towel and wiping her hands off. Well, right. I, you're right, but I don't think she got... Really she didn't touch him is off. the point. Like he got too excited and finished before she touched him. So she gym like American Pie? I guess. There's a scene where her hands are going is moving up and like going back and forth. Mm. Or maybe she, like she never if she never touched it, why'd she grab a towel to wipe her hand off then? Well you're right, and I did notice that and I thought the exact same thing. I thought, well you guys yeah. didn't actually do anything, so why are you cleaning your hands off? Yeah. Um But no, dude, maybe it was just quick. Maybe that, oh, was just a, No, that was the point. Because he paid a hundred dollars. And he oh, only got one. two seconds worth. <laughs> Poor, <guy. laughs> yeah, Poor, Poor Frankie. Poor That's Frankie. what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, which is crazy, too. The way it starts off, too. This fucking little... Or this kid's... Uh, this girl's little brother starts to scare the shit out of her while she's taking a shower. Like, she's gonna... Like, he's gonna kill her. Then he gets... And, she, and he gets all sad because he gets all pissed off at him. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? I'm like, okay, this is... All right, this is what it's like. All right, let's 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 rock and roll. <laughs> And then well, teenagers... what happened with his character? Like that whole that character, which we kept cutting back to him mm-hmm. with the family yeah. and taking off. Yeah, was, yeah. But his that storyline of the boy never never, never panned out. Anything? It yeah, out. Just, yeah, yeah. They could have stuck with the teenage. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the teenagers doing reason. teenage shit. You know, going to, going out, hanging out. Guys are trying to show how macho they are. Then you know they're making out, and uh, you get some boobs in the movie. That always works out. And they start seeing some weird shit going on, and they're like, "What the hell?" And then, dude, I I'm curious if Rob Zombie liked this movie because I got a lot of House of a Thousand Corpses feel watching this. Did you, Harley? Um, you know what? Ironically, I'm I didn't. But now that you huh. mention it, I did. I remember thinking about House of a Thousand Corpses when I was watching a movie last night. So I okay. did, but I, subconsciously I did. Right, right. So, um, yeah, there is. I'm sure, I'm sure Rob Zombie's a fan of this, or, or, or a fan of the concept because yeah, there was certain, definitely some, uh, a lot of like the the lights, the sort of the look and the feel of the, the get the real uh, carnies. You got that weird statue, the woman, yeah. talking, and yeah, yeah, the guy that never takes off his mask, you know, alive, it's, just, it's alive, it's alive, yeah, oh, they're all alive, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's a good call. But you got your typical horror trope, and you get the, the the couples, and then they're getting some shit they're not supposed to, and slowly they start getting whacked off one by one. And uh, yeah, dude, like I had never seen this before, and I was watching. I'm like, damn, I wish I would have seen this when I was younger. I did. I can't believe I never saw this before. I mean, I remember buying it. I'm like, oh, it's Toby Hooper. I buy it. It was, it was just kind of one of those times when I was getting a bunch of DVDs at the time, and it was kind of getting lost in the mix. Where I was getting more and more and more. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, eventually I'll get to it. But at this time, I thought it'd be perfect. I remember the the cover. It's got like this weird like. The form mouth with the slobber lick on IMDb and crooked teeth. So like when they finally they show the face, like holy shit, this fucking looks crazy. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I was everyone went to bed and, uh, and uh, except for 
crew because he's been playing fucking computer games all night long. Crazy now. Um, so I had to keep pausing every time I hear him walking back and forth to get something to drink. Um, but uh, yeah, it just made me. It made me feel like I was watching the, like a VHS, and, like, and my parents were asleep, and I didn't want them to wake up and see what I was watching. It always felt like that when crew kept walking. I had to get positive. It was kind of. It was kind of funny. I was watching downstairs and the room was all dark and I was I was having a good time with it. I, I had a blast with it. I I enjoyed it. I mean I know the acting's whatever, but it's just a horror movie. It's in the eighties, so it doesn't Well and it's, it's interesting because you know, like you're talking about people getting killed one by one. That doesn't fucking happen until the end of the movie. Nobody dies until the last and like the whole... which, is, which is cool too, because it's different. Usually, you know, everyone starts getting whacked off towards in the Well that's beginning. the that's what like I'm not a horror person, so going into this movie, I was like, Okay, let me set myself up. I'm gonna watch a horror movie. Tony's, Tony's and I didn't get a horror movie. <laughs> like it didn't do the normal horror thing that I was anticipating. I'm like, What the fuck? <laughs> it's more of a, it was like more of a attention movie. And then I was expecting the, the, a kill and the, like normal, a kill and then a kill and then a kill, you know, people getting we whacked get off. And not literally, but, you know, <laughs> people getting killed. It was just weird. I, it just totally threw me from a loop. I was like, this is taking forever. Nobody, it's just like a normal movie. It didn't look, it wasn't a horror well, it's movie. Interesting. I'll say this. You're not a horror movie guy and neither am I. And neither is my wife. And she watched it. Now, granted, my wife did end up giving it a waste of time, but she said it's less of a waste of time than a pile of shit. Because <laughs> that's the greatest review I've ever heard. Because <laughs> I tried to. That's awesome. <laughs> Excuse me. Said, well, why is it a waste of time and not a pile of shit? She goes, "Well, because it didn't do the." the horror thing where it just kills everybody and blood squirting over the place. And I'm like, you mean it was boring? And she was like, yeah. Mm. (laughs) 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 Because like Tony said, it doesn't do anything. Well, Uh, yeah. And like, like the, 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 there wasn't a, a threat, like a normal monster or bad guy threat. Like the, the, Half the kills were accidents, mm. you know, and like the the only bad guy was the guy who's trying to cover. You know, he's like, I'm trying to cover all this up so we don't get in trouble because you accidentally killed. I'm like, this is weird. Like, you know, it, 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 it was just weird. It didn't feel like a normal horror movie at all. It didn't, and it unfortunately, it didn't hold up. I, I know we were just talking about movies that hold up and shit like that. Um. It was really, really a struggle for me to you know get what, through. You know what it reminded me of? Of, of Bad Boy Bubby? Mm. I felt like it was that. Like it was more of a drama than than, than a horror. We just had yeah. some, some, yeah. some death in it. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't. A, I never felt. I was never stressed. I never felt. Well, you were never knew if he was actually going to kill or if he was just protecting himself. He was just scared. Well, that's the thing is the character was like, he just mumbled and he was scared. (laughs) Can you you spell that out so I can make it the title? title. I've never seen like when the girl's like in the the sewer or whatever and then he's kind of like slowly coming at her. She looked kind of cool. It looked kind of creepy. I don't know. Like there were definitely some, and there were like, so there was. I remember sitting there watching the movie with Chris, and I was like, you know what? 
when that movie came out, that was a difficult shot to pull off. There was, I, I assumed it was a crane shot over, it was earlier in the film, and then they had a second shot very similar to it towards the end, I think at the very, the last shot. But it was like a crane shot over basically most of the, the, um, um, uh, I keep wanting to say circus, but it's not a circus. It's the the whole the fun house. Uh, the, no, not just the fun house, but the whole the fair. Right. It was like a crane shot over basically the whole fair as the character was walking mm. through, and I was like, you know right. what? That was a pretty cool shot that took ten seconds of basically one long take. That when this movie came out, like that was probably like the director was like, okay, all right, this is going to take two days of shooting. And we got to get the lighting and we got to get the set and I'm going to pull the crane up and the actor's going to walk for this whole entire time. Like that was a big fucking deal. And I remember seeing that scene going, Oh, cool. I mean, this is like, he obviously, this was a big, this was a big scene and it, it looks cool. Especially if you obviously put it into the, the time frame for when it was shot nowadays, we just laugh at it and go, yeah, or not laugh at it, but just dismiss it. But, I remember watching that scene, and like I said, they had a similar one at the end, big crane shot. And I was like, okay, cool. But the movie was so goddamn slow. Like, I don't know if it's kind of a drama. It's not a horror flick. Nobody dies in it. Um, I mean, you know, there's four characters, and none of them are... It's not a drama in the tense sense of we are trying to believe in these characters we don't feel any empathy or sympathy for these characters um and so it literally just becomes a horror movie where we're supposed to feel the suspense of the the atmosphere and i i get the attempt you know it's in this fun house with the lights and but it it does not hold up and for me it just it was a great. This was like this for me. I will come out and say this was a borderline pile of shit for me. Damn, damn. Yeah, for ultimately it just ended up being a waste of time. That would be a waste of time. Like I can't, I can't recommend this to anybody. It just was so. It just didn't because I, you know, I'll appreciate a good kill scene here or there, but there was no like awesome kill scene or no right. money shot or any any of that it just was and the the biggest thing is that the whole movie is a big tension build up suspense build up and sure. when you finally get a death it doesn't pay off it's, it's like totally he, uneventful he, i'm like he just accidentally killed her like he didn't even kill her she just it was an accident like they were you know it, yeah he's at fault but he's like he wasn't malicious like i felt bad for him I'm like that having that feeling after 40 minutes of tension built of horror tension buildup. I'm like, fuck that. This fuck this movie. It's like, um, what was, Oh, I got crazy echo. Now all of a sudden and you were jerked, you were jerked off and then you got blue balls. You never got finished. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a fabulous analogy. <laughs> well, um, we're in a Frankenstein. What's the horror? Yeah, what's the horror franchise? It's not Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, it's not Nightmare on Elm Street. It's what's the other, the other, um, horror franchise from the eighties? Halloween. Um, Halloween. Um, the original Halloween with Kevin Bacon, and it's 
Uh, that's Friday the Thirteenth. Is that Friday the Thirteenth? My mistake. Um, the whole movie's like really slow and boring, but you get that one great money shot with Kevin Bacon and the arrow coming through his neck, like awesome special effects, like practical effects. I remember we reviewed it on the podcast a couple years ago. And I remember going, yeah, unfortunately the movie doesn't hold up so well. It kind of shows its age. But there are a couple scenes, a couple death scenes that are just like, yeah, awesome. This had that potential, like you're kind of pointing out, like the whole sort of the funhouse atmosphere, et cetera, et cetera. But there are none of the awesome money shots. You know, it's like they ran out of budget almost for the kill. It's like, yeah, he chokes the prostitute slash lady to death and then yeah. like tony said it's kind of like an accident unfortunately so um yeah sorry go ahead Fonzo. I, I, you were talking sorry well i was i think i was giving a review it's a waste of time for me that would be a waste of time i buy it for a dollar i'd buy that for a dollar so earlier in the night i had sent out a, a message to, to read to see if um he would ask us a question, and he did. He said, well, if you, get this in, in, if you get this by the time you record, obviously I've got my eyes on Irma, hoping that it doesn't fly in Orlando. He's planning a trip to go down to Orlando, Walt Disney and everything. Um, so he's like, what are your favorite end-of-the-world films? <laughs> huh. End-of-the-world? Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's a good question. So, like, um, like, like Independence Day, like like any like uh um because what's direction? What's his name? Fucking what's that dude's name? Yeah, Roland Emmerich. Yeah, Roland Emmerich. Yeah, it's this. Um, yeah, we seen a bunch. Of, ironically, we just I just saw The Rock with what's her name, and they were just in um San Andreas together, and I remember watching that movie going, "Wow, this movie fucking sucks." Um, but that's not end of the world. That's the end of a state. <laughs> end of California. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. End of world. I mean, ironically, if you go back to um, sort of uh, nuclear. Um, <sighs> We're just like new ones. I remember like War of the Worlds was cool. Tom Cruise, you know. Ah, yep. uh, yeah. Steven Spielberg. Ironically, I'm going to pick Steven Spielberg's film for the extra credit. Um, um, but like this is the end was fucking hilarious with like you know all the all the cast like Franco and Rogan and Hill and all them Ben McBride that well, was that's cool. a comedy yeah um, yeah well, I can't pick a comedy no he's just oh. I think he's just pointing it out whatever the fuck you want what Tonight. about the road you like the road well the road is post apocalyptic to, to different different it's genre. like it already. <laughs> it already happened. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we just we just watched Book of Eli. You know, definitely brilliant. There's some brilliant post-apocalyptic films, but the movies that are saying this, the end is going to happen. Not um, that specific. I don't know if we get it. We can. Well, that's that's what I'm that getting way. out of it. Uh, like because I, it's like the end of the world as opposed to the after the end of the world. And so I think I think uh, end of the world is is what we're looking at. I don't yeah, remember I'm... all of them. <laughs> there's a, like there's there's flooding. There's yeah, earthquake. The freezing. You got Roland Emmerich has done fucking four or five of them. Um, I picked, yeah, I picked take shelter. The world's end too. 
Oh, interesting. Ironically, that, that would actually fit into the. Uh, um, yeah, we don't know. What about the arrival? Did that count? I guess that's a question for Harley. Was huh. that the one with fucking what's his name? I'm just looking at oh, what about the Matrix? Is that the end of the world? No <laughs> oh, shit. Touche. Right? I think Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah, zombies. Yeah, absolutely. Zombie movies. Yeah, all the zombie movies. Uh, yeah, I mean you could definitely be you could definitely look at some a lot of the zombie films. Two thousand twelve, yeah. that's good. I just pulled up a list because I can't remember movies. Day after tomorrow. Yeah, that's that's more Roland Emmerich stuff. Children of Men. Uh, another good concept where people can't procreate. Yeah. The Happening. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. Oh, what about Cabin in the Woods? Ah, yes. Yes, oh. there it is. That's my favorite. Thank you. That's your pick. That's my favorite. Okay, I So I, I was, I was ironically going to say earlier was uh, Doctor Strange Love. Oh yeah, yeah. number yeah. one was one countdown. I saw that nuclear. The the fact that you know when the movie came out, the whole mm-hmm. world was sort of afraid to death of the fear of nuclear winter, and that was a big fucking deal. So. Mm-hmm. If you can watch that movie from the eyes of watching I just did a search. I got 50 best end of the world movies on IMDb. There you go. They have 2012 as number one. Right. Wow. Wasn't that like a total, like the yeah. worst movie of all time? No, oh, it's weird. They got, um, they got, uh, where is it at? They got Fifth Element as number 33. Hmm. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy 34. And <laughs> T2. No, 37, The Matrix yeah, 38. There you go. So, yeah, T2. I mentioned it earlier already, see? If I had to pick me that at Kevin in the Woods, pick T2. <laughs> it, we should like, mention Terminator 2 on every podcast of the Big Boys podcast. That's true. So, Kevin in the Woods, your pick, Tony? I think so. Um, Like, my first thought was Titan AE. After Earth, yeah. Because that means the world's over right <laughs> it's after earth and there's a scene where earth is just gone um yeah. and so that was my first thought because it's actually you know the earth is actually over but i think i enjoy uh cabin in the woods more so i'll, I'll pick cabin in the woods all right i'll pick teach you <laughs> there you go i will always pick terminator <laughs> <laughs> in this case you're picking it no of course they have fucking Jumanji on here. It's number 11. Uh-huh. I don't know about this list. I'm going to get out of this list. All right. All right. Who's got homework next week? I got your homework. Oh, hey. Hey, no. Um, I just saw this. It, um, I just saw it came out uh, advertised for Netflix. Mm. Um, and it's bringing back Marlon Wayans to the big screen. Or, mm. Yep. Another one about him being naked? Yes. But what? it has a Groundhog Day aspect so, to it. Yeah, it's so commercial like, for that. It, the, the name of the movie is called Naked. That's it. 
Um, so that's what I'm signing. But it says, uh, nervous about finally getting married. A guy is forced to relive the same nerve-wracking hours over and over again until he gets things right on his wedding day. That's, that's it. it has that, I'm like, that, maybe this is the, you know, the, the poor man's or the introduction for people into Groundhog Day. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm down. Interestingly enough, when we were in Utah, uh, I'll talk about it's it. It's not a TV time. show, right? It's a movie? No, it's an actual movie. <laughs> he hour... has his own television show, Marlon Wayans, and it's called Marlon or some shit. Right. Like, it's a sort of a funny sitcom. And me and Chris watched a couple episodes, or not a couple episodes, we watched 20 minutes of the last half of one episode <laughs> and the first half of the next. And I was like, yeah, it's funny. Like, he's funny. He's a comedian. He's a good, he's a good yeah. comedian. Um, 5.3 on IMDb. That does not bode well, but yeah. How much? Yeah, it's a terrible 5.3. Yeah, real quick, I forgot to mention I have finished season three of Voltron already. I mentioned it. It's later. So I'm probably forget. All right. You got the extra credit? Well, it's later. So, Alfonso, you're not going to be happy. Oh, here we go. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Matt Damon. <laughs> I love Tony's laugh. Oh, my God, that's fucking classic. <clears throat> Fonzo, you're doubly going to hate me for this because it's Matt Damon, and the film is two hours and 49 minutes long. Terrence Malick directed a Matt Damon movie? No, no, but Steven Spielberg directed Saving Private Ryan. Probably my favorite war film of all time. Yeah. We've never reviewed it on the podcast. Fucking A, dude. Yeah, let's do it. How the fuck can you not? Um, Chris has got this weird little thing. She's got the Tom Sizemore. She's saving dirt from every state she goes to. So it kind of reminded <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, nice. How funny. Yeah, there's a, I'll, I'll tell a little funny story about it. <clears throat> but... Um, this is one of the great films of all time. So, and we've never talked about it on the podcast. So, Saving Private Rain. All right. Excuse me. Directed by Spielberg, dude. Come on, Tom Hanks. Come on, Tom Sizemore's in it. Vin Diesel. Ever Burns. Rated R. By Rabisi. When's the last time Spielberg did a rated R film? Oh man, been a while. Probably this one. And I remember buying it, Wink, on Blu-ray some time ago and watching wow. the opening sequence, the Normandy D-Day, and going, holy shit, they did a great job turning this into a Blu-ray. Are you sure you didn't so, pop in the DVD? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, sir. So, yeah, started early, watched the first 35 minutes one day, watched the second half. I mean, I'm not saying... Sit down and watch. It's hard. I I get it. It's not easy to watch three hour long movies these days. Um, but I think these are the movies. Would you go see this movie if it came out in the theater again, dude? I'd be. Oh, this one? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I'd be as excited to see this as I as I would Terminator Two. I mean. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And but interestingly enough, I haven't seen this in several years, and I'm much more interested in the historical aspect of it right. and how this is from the American standpoint. And so I'll try and I'll try to limit my commentary on the historical aspect of it and just, sure. you know, 
review it from a movie fan. Um, and don't forget, next week, stay tuned to see how Harley's Los Angeles Chargers do. Oh, geez. Against, against the Denver Broncos, Denver Broncos. Monday night yes. football. Will you be watching, sir? No, of course not. <laughs> you lie. You're so lying. Oh, to God, I have no interest. You have no interest. No, I, I was literally talking to the next door neighbor. I am all about college football now. What the fuck? And the next door neighbor went to the to the COS College of Syracuse. It's the college my wife works at. It's a big, it's a relatively large community college, but they play like San Francisco, they play Las Vegas, they play all like the big community colleges in the Western Hemisphere sort of thing. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start going to some of these games because I don't watch football anymore. I don't give a fuck about the NFL. Just play Madden and online again. And, and, and so, but I still love football. Like, where were we? Where were, oh, we were in, we we're in Reno and, uh, our buddy, his son, who's a year younger than Mazzy, he's a big Patriots fan. Patriots fan. The eight-year-old is a big Patriots fan, even though he's surprise, never been surprise. to the East Coast in his fucking life. His dad is a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, but, of course, his fucking rich kid son is a Patriots fan. So they T-voted the, the, the Patriots game. I couldn't be happier that they 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 lost. But more importantly, me and his dad – kept reminding him that the Patriots are big fat cheaters throughout the entire <laughs> And the eight-year-old kid didn't give a shit. He was just bouncing off the walls because he's right. high on fucking sugar. You know what I mean? It's it yep. funny. It's funny as all hell. But I remember watching the game out of the corner of my eyes and seeing penalties and seeing plays and, and going, I was a die-hard football fan. I mean, I knew – I never played it, but I knew, hey, that's a holding or that's offensive, you know, pass interference or, oh, he's rushing the passer or, or oh, that's an intentional grounding. Or, I mean, I remember as watching it going, oh, I loved watching this. This is why I loved watching football. But I'm so disenfranchised by the NFL. But I still want to watch football. And so, fuck it. I'm, I'm watching college football. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I give it to you. So, I'm rooting for the Broncos, baby. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I give a shit. Who's the Broncos quarterback these days, anyways? Trevor Simeon. Who? I guess his back. Buck Oswald is back. They got him for the Broncos. cheap. Cleveland, Cleveland's still paying for him. He was paying his backup. Uh, oh, the, uh, yeah. Yeah, fortunately, I just, I mean, the offseason. Hey, fuck you. You can't watch the game. You're not a Broncos fan anymore. They won the Super Bowl. You say you don't fucking watch them anymore. Fuck, I did tell everybody that. Huh? Everybody keeps bringing that up. Weird. Uh-huh. You're right. That's why I'm watching it tomorrow. What? Yeah, there you go. See? So, yeah, buddy. So, weekends. Right. What you do? Weekends. Weekends. What you doing, CP? Chasing Pokemon somewhere again? Uh, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot I was, I was supposed to think about this. Um. What did we do? Are we doing both weekends? Because I yeah, fuck yeah. I can barely remember. I think we went to the beach. But that was on Sunday. Yeah, Man, a picture of Lamey at the beach. Took... Huh? The picture of Lamey at the beach. Took... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we because uh, her sister came down to visit. Um, she's moving down here, and uh, we went we went to the beach. Um, I think that was on Sunday. I don't remember what we did Saturday. Probably nothing important. Uh, but we went to the beach and we walked out onto the jetty up, up near uh, near the harbor, because did. there's a gym at the end, 
like you know the the rock at the end of the rocks all the way at the end of they have the siren over there and the there's a gym right there and uh so yeah so we went uh, we went we went to it there was a little raid and so we played pokemon raided the gym it was pretty fun there's like 10 people standing so at the end of that jetty there was some pokemon in this weekend that was last weekend. Oh, there's Pokemon every day. <laughs> there's Pokemon. It's a, it's a daily thing now. Play Pokemon every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, this weekend, wow. uh, Destiny Two was released. Um, la- early last week, and so yeah, what's that about? Let's keep talking about that shit. Um, it's the sequel to Destiny One, which is a MMO, a massive multiplayer online game. Um. This and coming from the guy that has how many hours in World of Warcraft? Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I made some time for that uh, yesterday, and uh, and then we the makers from uh, that the, from the makers of Halo. Uh, what? Destiny? Yeah, Bungie. Yeah, Halo. Yeah, it's a Bungie film. But or didn't Bungie. like it, the first one didn't do so well. Like, no, nah, the, the first one was insanely popular. I remember people there's, reading going, oh, it's not what I thought it was going to be or something. Uh, well, they, there's always going to be critics. And the some, peop- some people are complaining about the second one that the story is really short or something. I don't know. I don't pay attention. It's I an online it. game. What's that? It's an online game. Yeah, it's an online game. It's a first-person shooter. Focuses. Kind of yeah, like... That's, that's I do like part of the first one. It's futuristic. It's, you know, got... It's a shooter, so you got guns, but you also have powers, um, which they're called like light powers. So you can you can have fire power, you can have um, a type of dark energy power, and you can have electricity power. Um, so that's that's what makes it you know you, different is that it's not just a shoot 'em up with guns. I mean, guns are heavy, heavy in the game, but you also have powers. So. Um, it's fun. Uh, we, I played that for a bit, and then we went and hung out with uh, some friends Saturday night. And uh, the guy bought me a full pack, a six pack of the, a dark. He had the ask, you know, what kind of beer I like. And I said, I like dark beer. So they got um, a dark beer from uh, imported from Mexico. I was like, all right, cool. I didn't know Trader Joe's had um, you know imported beer from Mexico, and they're like, that's not Trader Joe's. I look again, it says Trader Jose. No way. <laughs> yes. It's I was just going to make Trader... that joke and you fucking, you really it's said it. No Trader way. Jose. Um, yeah. And so we just hung out. They have a, they have a kid and, uh, I ended up, the kid was like, like he was very shy for a long time. So he never like even acknowledged I existed. And slowly we've been hanging out with That's them. Every kid, yeah. Um, <laughs> Tony have some kids to find that That's out. Right. <laughs> right. So this time he was like, Hey Tony, come play. I'm like, what? Yeah, let's play. What, what are we playing? Dinosaurs? Cool. Let's play. Yeah, let's just play. And so, um, we were down there playing shoots and ladders. The motherfucker's a cheater though. Like he would spin it and it would land on two and he'd go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm like, you only got a two, dude. But, um, <laughs> it, it was, it was fun. It was, it was just, um, it was different because I you can't I, play ball games with little kids. They, they oh, will yeah. fuck you. I remember playing, uh, Mouse trap with the uh, girls back way back in the days. I mean, circa you know, two thousand and fucking Candyland's banned from this house, bro. Be with oh, I, I played. Yeah, I I remember slamming the table because the little kids were cheating. And now we're playing dominoes. 
<laughs> Anna, Anna was three years old. Fuck that shit. She was cheating at Mousetrap. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Oh, shit. I just That's took a karate chop to the whole Mousetrap. Destroyed yeah. it. That's why she hits me now. <laughs> she hasn't forgotten. She hasn't forgotten. No, she hasn't. <laughs> Even though she has forgotten the event, she remembers the story very well <laughs> to the point of exaggerating it. Oh, Jeez. man. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah. So I we did that. Hung out. I got I got drunk. I spilled my beer at some point. Um, <laughs> we, we it was good. We were just having dinner and um, we had payway and some homemade pizza stuff. Uh, but they had, he brought a really spicy sauce. I'm paying for it today. Um, oh boy. So that was fun. And then today we hung out with Nori. Like every one, every few months we hung, oh, hang out with Nori. Shit. So we went to Strauss. Um, up near Legoland, so just hung out, had a couple drinks. That was, that's the highlight. How is that? But I heard it's nice. It's a cool place. Yeah, yeah. food's good. the The burger was a little. I, I like my burgers a little pink. I like them pink, and this was this was um not pink at all. So that's the. I mean, it was still juicy, but it was like. They they pulled it off the fire just after the pink went away, so it was still juicy oh. but cooked. Um, it's on the medium side of medium rare. Yeah, it's very medium. Like, uh, so I mean, it was good. I, I I think I would have enjoyed it more if it was rare. But other than that, it, they had. I I have a problem with that. I I remember I'm, I'm a medium rare kind of guy. It sounds like that's kind of what you are, medium rare. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of little slight to medium pink in the middle, yep. like you know. Um, but I remember getting burned once. I I don't remember where it was, but I ordered a medium rare hamburger, and the shit was mooing when I got it, oh. and I was like, "Whoa, yeah, this is bloody rare." I mean, I know bloody rare, rare, you know, medium rare, medium. I I know that, and you don't. As the cook, I mean, maybe had a bad day. I don't remember, but I remember like having a hard time finishing the hamburger because uh-huh. it was it was red. It was uncooked in the middle. It was medium rare Damn. at the very edge that's supposed to be brown. And so from now on, since then, that was that was ten years ago. Uh, I mean, I can't remember, but it's been so long. Since then, I always go medium. I always just go, how would you like that? I go medium, medium. And, hmm. you know, seven out of ten times, medium is fine. It's perfect. Yeah, It's good enough. But every once in a while, a medium, three out of ten times, medium is done. And so I'm always like, god damn it, I should have ordered the medium <laughs> rare. Because sometimes I get burned when I ask for a medium and they give me a done burger and i'm like motherfucker i want a little pink and you know what i barbecued tonight and i barbecued for 10 motherfucking people and i banged out them burgers perfectly with a pinch of pink in the middle but otherwise done and so fuck you if you're a goddamn chef in a place and i ask for medium or a medium rare as tony likes it you should be able to do it so that's my public service announcement. Nice. If I can do it, you can too. All right. <laughs> there you go. 
Sorry, Tony. How was no, your weekend? No, I, for no, I'm just, just thinking about burgers now. Um, no, I can, I can eat them. I've, I've had burger. I, I've never had a burger come out rarer than what I asked for it. It's almost always less rare than what I asked for. Mm-hmm. I've never, run, I've never been burned like that. But I've had it's easy. It's easy to overcook them, unfortunately. Right. We err on the side of undercooking here at home whenever we cook. Um, and so on the same way. Yeah. yeah, I've had them not bloody, but pretty pretty bright like uh, not red but just a shade under red and i still enjoy it yeah so yeah that's tender that's the Mm -hmm. shit right there that's my man good shit tony i think we can get along along. (laughs) finally (laughs) well it's funny because we're i was we're some oh we were backing up the pictures on my cell phone and i saw the pictures i sent you guys of the Uh tri-tip and i remember looking at the picture going oh that's pretty pink and i'm like tony would have been happy Yep. <laughs> Perfect. My tri tip's the bomb. So have you ever had tri tip cold? Like you sure. you cook it and then you store it and then yeah, you just pull over. it out and yeah, just eat it cold? Over. Yeah, I've had tri tip sandwiches where I just didn't reheat the meat. Really? I just had the cold it just blew my mind. Also. When on Saturday night when we were at the friend's house, um they had tri tip just cold on the plate. I'm like, What what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't know that you that was this was allowed. <laughs> I did oh, like he's pointing at it, looking around. Pointing at it, looking around like, like guys. Have you seen this shit? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, but I was a fan. It, it was it was good shit. You find any Pokemon in Mexico, Tony? I did. Yeah. I did find Pokemon. Only a few rats and some snubbles. Fucking nothing vermin. new, though. No, nothing new. Did they give you a hard time getting back without your passport? I don't know. I was drunk. Oh, oh yeah, you would. That's why you went back home late night, huh? Yeah. That Did night. they ask you anything? Did they ask you what your name was? CID? No, no. It, it was so smooth. The guy even said we we rolled up. I pulled. I had my window down. I was on my dad. You know, the driver's side window down so that he could see me. You know, because I was like, I even though I was drunk. I was still cognizant enough to like, this makes things easier, you know? Um, and I had already given my mom, like before on our way down across the border, I gave my mom my birth certificate and my ID. I said, I'm probably going to be drunk. You should hold on to this. <laughs> and so she put it in the glove box. Um, nice. And on our way back, the the guard was just like, all right, let's uh, let's try to get th- you through this as fast as possible. And he was just real cool about oh, no it. no way. Yeah. Yeah, it was no oh, problem at cool. all. All right. So yeah, Tony made the trip all the way to Tecate, Harley. Mom's birthday, he's celebrating out there. He got drunk, well, man. <clears throat> wait, man. Oh, okay, so guys, I'm really interested in this story because I've been there, done that, and I'd love to do it again because that makes me feel poor. Um, <laughs> so, 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 Tony, Tony, did you not tell part of your weekend that Fonz was going to tell me now, or what? I. It was when was it was that last weekend? Was that last Saturday? Yeah, last weekend. Ah, okay. That's last probably weekend. why I didn't remember it because <laughs> I don't I don't remember it. Yeah. Um, that, that night I blacked out. Did you really in the car? Not in the car. Um, so I thought we told the story of of going. Did I don't know. Whatever. Well, um, two weeks, bro. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Tony, went to, Tony went down to Tecate. It's Fonzo. I'm assuming your parents still have the. The property yeah. down there, uh-huh. yeah. My yeah, my mom was celebrating her birthday, and then uh, Tony came with his mom and dad, 
There's a bunch of people there. We had a taco, a little mm-hmm. taco stand, a little taco truck guy hanging up, making food. And, and is it still it was super windy out, that day? It was crazy. But is it still like out in the middle of no electricity? Yeah, I mean, like my internet didn't work when I was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my phone died while I was there. Just trying, oh, just shit. trying to find signal. And yeah. It just burned itself out. Oh fuck that! I was I went fucking four hours driving to Nevada this weekend without a fucking internet signal. So fuck you two, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, you don't have to go to Mexico to not get internet in these days, day and age. Right. Um, well, we definitely oh, got that's... a little satellite dish, so like TV comes in clear now, which is nice. <laughs> so, Fonzo, how often do your folks go down there? They go once, maybe once, twice a month. Nice. You know, just check on the house, you know, make sure it's you know. You don't yeah. want to leave it to you know leave it deserted. Make sure it's clean and paid yeah, some yeah, yeah. electric bill, water bill, stuff like that. So, yeah, and a lot of my cousins are building houses around there too. So they're and the, and the kids like to ride their quads and bikes out there oh. and get out there. So, I'm envious. I rem- I'm telling you, man. I, I I don't want to get too nostalgic, but that I remember that that was a big sort of memory for me was when when you when you took me down there and your whole family was there and i don't even remember what the event was what the fuck was that event when we went down there i can't remember yeah we took your nissan down there and yeah huh. i just remember it being really like humbling nope. for me yeah but, oh that's cool man i'm glad yeah i'm glad you had a good time yeah. i'm curious about tony blacking out though yeah what the <laughs> fuck tony Jesus. so Tracy. He was going hard. He was going ham, dude. <laughs> okay, so while I was there, what, did I seem drunk while I was there? Uh, well, maybe a little off, yeah. But the fact that you had to think about it, right? You know, like yeah, right. It means covered I covered it up pretty good, right? Because I was I was drinking hard. I don't know if you know how hard I I, I had like while I was there, I probably had like eight shots worth. Of booze, because I had a couple, had a, had a yeah, couple he was beers. Yeah, everything. He looked at something and just drank it. Yeah, and I and I kept going in and pouring myself more vodka, pineapple. Like I just that's kept, what it was. Yeah, pouring it and pouring it. Wait, wait, wait! Um, you have vodka in Mexico? What the fuck's going on? Well, my mom brought vodka. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like they already had tequila on their own. So my mom's like, "Well, what yeah, what don't they have? I'll bring some some vodka." And yeah, totally. all right, I'll drink it. Of course, I'm the only one who's drinking it. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Tony, yeah, so, I think you were what we define as a binge drinker. Yes, yes, I am definitely a binge drinker. Um, yeah. But I was, I was sipping. Like I'd, I'd serve myself my red cup all the way to the top, um, <laughs> like fifty to sixty percent vodka and then pineapple juice. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was heavy, 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 and I didn't feel anything. I, I, I wasn't buzzed at all while I was there. Um, and then on the way home, it started hitting. And I was just, I was like, oh, okay, I got a little buzz. And then I got to, um, my parents brought me to my house and I was like, they, they dropped me off and I'm like, wait, the lane's car is in here. I can't get in the house because <laughs> I took my bike to my parents' house and then I left my Uh-oh. jacket there, which has my garage opener in my jacket at their house. And I don't, I didn't have keys. And so I'm like, uh, <laughs> can, can you guys take me to lane's house or wherever? Cause lane was at. Um, she had, she was helping uh, a friend of hers have his birthday party. Um, and so that was one of the reasons why we had, we were split as you know, she was helping them. And so I came down, um, for Hila's birthday party. 
So we they, we finally make it to to the party where she's at, and I'm and I'm fine. I'm going there. You know, we're talking and we you know just hanging out, eating, and then the 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 at one point I remember going to the couch to sit next to Lane, and then the next thing I remember was walking out, and I don't remember the ride home, and then just the next morning, <laughs> and I thought that at that point that's when we went home, like. I went and sat down on the couch. I was there maybe 30 minutes. So maybe midnight is when I thought as, as that's how long because my parents dropped me off there like 1130. So around midnight we left. Lane's like, no, we left at 230. Like what? Like oh, what the shit. fuck was I doing? She's yeah. like, you were, you were playing games. Do you remember playing left, right, left, right center with everybody? I'm like, fuck no. No, we did not play left, right, center. I'd remember that. <laughs> no, we played. We played several rounds. I'm like, Wow. Apparently, no one can tell I was drunk. I wasn't tips. I wasn't like wobbly, tipsy. I was, I was fine for two hours. And then at the end of the two hours, I started slurring. She said I I started slurring almost instantly. Like, and she's like, "Oh, time to go." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and, and 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 then we left. But I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I I had black completely. That's one of the 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 most the, the the blackout times I've ever had where no one could tell that I was drunk. Like the people couldn't tell that I was blackout drunk. Right. I was completely functional. Um, so yeah, so that's the story of, uh, the Mexico trip. That's how it ended. Okay. Man, fun stuff. Party animal. Yeah. I'm curious, Fonzo, what's your perspective of said Mexico trip? Uh, well, we went with there. We got there late Friday night, stopped off at Tacos, and then my poor little river got sick from all the twisty turns. My dad likes to drive oh, fast. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He didn't, he didn't make it too well. So uh, the way there's starting to smell like pukes. So that pretty sucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but it was weird because it, it was just like a, um, it was really hot, but then it was like it got really windy towards the end of the night. So me and Tony trying to eat a plate of chips and salsa, and the Luffy's knocking <laughs> the plate over. Remember that? Yeah, so it was hilarious, man. So, yeah, so we're like, all right, I guess it doesn't want to see you. Fine, but they just make a big old mess. So it was just fun to go out there and then have the kids play, but, you know, they just uh, them play a little, little bit outdoors without, you know, Wi-Fi and stuff. So that was just fun. Um, so I, I think it been like a, had been a little long time since I've been out there again, so. But, uh, yeah, then Sunday we just got, we came back chill. I mean, we didn't know if he was going to get sick or if it was just, you know, just from the windy roads. Um, but then even this weekend, we just chilled, man. We were supposed to go, you know, oddly enough to Ikea and we wanted to get some things, but we didn't end up going because people didn't feel so hot. So, uh, we just kind of chilled. And today I was able to watch football in the red zone. It was weird. I just <laughs> kind of curious about these teams and new players. And I'm like, all right, I'll watch it. And, uh, Everyone just chilled, hanging out, doing their own thing. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> but next month, dude, that's gonna be jam packed. I got a lot of, I a lot of things happening in October. And one of the days, uh, I think it was on Friday when I was working, Beyond Fest tapes were on sale, and everybody buying tickets crashed the Fandango site. They was getting pissed. Nobody could buy tickets. It was, it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so on October. Let me bring up the list here. That's the lineup that's going on. Because next week is a Son of March Palooza. So we're going to that next Saturday. And let's see. 
So on the schedule for this this year, we got where's it? Where's the schedule? All right, here we go. So on October second or first, I'm going to be going checking out um, Suspiria. It's got this 4K restoration, so they're going to be playing that there. And then Dario Argento is going to be there to uh, do a Q and A. And uh, what else? When is that? That is on. Must be on the, oh yeah, October first, because they they're gonna have Slumber Party Massacre one and two playing back to back, and the director is gonna be there from both of them. And then later on that night, seven p.m. Spirit four K restoration. That'll be three fucking movies in one day. Um, so that's gonna be nuts. Yeah, that's at seven. Udo Kier, you bore me. He's gonna be there. Um, so that'd be cool. So then moving on, there's other other movies playing during the week. Um, I'm going to play Dynamite, the Bootlegged Edition, Howard the Duck with a double feature. The Atomson will be there in person. <laughs> but this is oh, my. You're kidding me. You're going to watch a lot of movies. Well, I'm not going to those. Those, those are just oh. another day. Yeah. I'm going on the first and then going back again on Thursday on the fifth for a double feature of Predator and The Running Man. Oh. See, that's what I'm saying. Gonna, I want to see Guess who's going to be the there? Guess who's going to be there in person? Action Jackson. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Doing a Q and A for both of them. It's nice. fucking amazing. Yeah, both of those sold out with the quickness. That's the one that everybody wanted to go to. Thirty-five millimeter print of Predator, thirty-five millimeter print of Running Man. So that one was crazy. That one just, you know, that's the one that fucking crashed it. So then the next, so two days later, um, we we'll checking out a movie called Mayhem. It's a West Coast premiere. I think it's Joe Lynch movie. Stephen Yeun from uh, Walking Dead. He's in it. And then later on that night at 10 o'clock, Hellraiser, 35mm print. Uh, hopefully there's some guests for that one. And then at 11.55 p.m., Rawhead Rex, a 4K restoration, a Clive Barker movie. If you look at this character, Google, Google just Google Rawhead Rex. Look what he looks like. I've always heard about it, never seen it. Fucking curious as all hell to see this fucking thing. So that'll be playing too. Um, it's crazy. This whole festival is just really cool. Like, the next night, they're going to have uh, Edgar Wright and Walter Hill just sitting there having car chases, collisions, and conversation. I need me with Edgar Wright and Walter Hill. Mm. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. And then um, then Double Impact's playing on October 9th. I wanted to see that in the theater because Van Damme and the director was going to be there in person. It's just free with a RSVP. Let me click on it see if I can find some good tickets from it. Let's see. Yes, it's free. Just says register. Huh. Wow. Yeah, I guess he has some TV show called Jean-Claude Van Johnson, episodes one and two. And they were playing Double Impact later that night. That'd be fucking cool to see Double Impact in the theater. I don't, I fucking love that movie. Um, so that's in October. And then while we're recording, Scott, you know, Scott, he's, he's texting me telling me, hey, you want to check out Night of the Living Dead at the Forever Hollywood Cemetery? I'm like, what? They're playing in October 21st. And I'm like, he's like, I, I need to know I'm buying tickets right now. I'm like, Fuck it, I've always wanted to watch a movie at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Sure. And it, and to watch a zombie movie? Oh, come on. The zombie movie? So, uh, that's what I'm doing on the 21st. So, October is going to be pretty crazy, pretty jam-packed. So, oh, shit. Yeah. So, I got that going on for me. So, and then, yeah. And Harley, you went off for what? Well, how long were you out there for? 
out there. What are you referring to? You went out. Weekend? Yeah. You asked me why weekend? Ooh. So uh, the reason why we, as you mentioned, the reason why we skipped last week's show was because I was in Utah. So um, Chris had always had this. Um, she always wanted to go to Bryce National Forest. It's this um, national park in southern Utah, which largely she grew up in Utah. She, um, um, her parents are from Mormon. Uh, were Mormon. Were born Mormon. So um, uh, if anybody knows, Utah is like sort of the Mormon state of the capital kind of thing of the, the America. Um, so, but Southern Utah has some, some really beautiful national parks. Um, so she always wanted to go there. So we, we made a run. Um, she has some friends out in Reno, Nevada, which is not the halfway point, but like the quarter point. So it makes, it's about a, if we drove from our house to, to Utah, it would take about 12, 13 hours. So fortunately, we're we're able to break it up and visit our friends there in Nevada or in Reno, which I'd mentioned earlier about the whole football thing. And um, they're actually supposed to come out in the next couple of weeks and visit us, so that'd be cool. Um, but and, and then ironically, her mom, who she hasn't seen in ten years, she, Chris hasn't lit, has literally not seen her mom in ten years, largely because. Her mom's kind of crazy, and so, um, so she kind of checked her out of her life just because she's kind of a nutcase. Um, but I met Chris's mom, which was an eye-opening experience. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Chris, Chris was not exaggerating the uh, the uh, uh, how should I say the personality of her mom. So <laughs> um, kind of love moms, right? So. Yep. So we, we stayed a night at her mom's house, and then we camped a couple nights in a Bryce National Forest, which was amazing. I think I took – I think we literally went to the pictures. I took like 700-something pictures. Yeah. Yeah, it was insane. Um, and so, yeah, it was beautiful out there. If, if anybody is, is interested in seeing the natural beauty of America, go to Bryce – um, it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, we camped a couple nights there and then, uh, we stayed another night at her mom's house and then we stayed at a hotel, which is really cool. Uh, in St. George, which is Southern Utah. Um, we drove through Nevada. We also ended up having to go through Arizona too. So I made the joke earlier, four states, California, Nevada, Utah, and, and Arizona. Originally we were contemplating going down to the Grand Canyon, but it was kind of too far out of the way. I'm glad we didn't just because, um, so we were gone for seven days. My mom, my mom came out, stayed here with the girls, took them to school. Oh, right um, yeah. Yeah. So that was really nice. We talked to him every night or every day at one point or another. Um, but on the, ironically, as we were mentioning, we kind of made a loop on the way out there. We went through Northern Nevada and then on the way back, Seven days later, we came back through southern Nevada, and um, there ain't shit in Nevada. If, if y'all are curious, um, it is just desert. There are some military bases out there, um, but there is nothing in Nevada. In fact, there was one section from 
I remember looking at my phone and Googling something and then looking back down, excuse me, and going, oh, shit, I don't have internet. I'm sure it'll come back up in a couple of minutes. Because on the way out there, we were really good. Like, I lost signal a couple of times. But for the most part, you know, we were out in the middle of nowhere and I was doing pretty good. Yeah. On Google Maps and shit like that. On the way back, I went like four hours, like three and a half hours without a signal. And I was like, God damn, like, this is the wild, wild west. <laughs> I mean, this is some serious, crazy fucking serious shit and we're in the middle of nowhere we're driving through town of these like communities that were traditional mormon communities we went through one that was like the polygamist capital of america where the entire city was built around polygamy polygamy you know and so there's like these giant houses like huge single family homes they look like apartment complexes but they're basically just built for polygamous families and um but then some of the cities are kind of like um just shut down like they're ghost towns because the polygamous capital guy ended up going sent to prison and shit like if you if you're at all interested in some weird cultish history look up the mormon church and and the history of all that stuff it's insane it is absolutely fucking insane so um and between nevada and utah we get like a like a front front stage of weird ass mormon shit so did you pass by captain spaulding's no but that's definitely (laughs) some weird shit so (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's yeah it's on the middle of nowhere so we had an amazing trip you know it was just me and chris uh, we had some privacy. Got a lot of booty. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, we did some really nice camping. Uh, I missed my dog. I missed Cujo. Oh, yeah. um, the girls were in good hands. My mom took care of them. You know, they were at school. That shit goes down. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, as we were leaving town, so her mom, her mom's one of those like people who's like big on impressions. She's like tries to flatter you and spoil you and stuff so yeah the last night we were yeah it did because i'm i don't you know me so so she was like we'd like to to she hasn't seen her daughter in 10 fucking years right so she's like i'd like we'd like to send you guys to a really nice dinner so we're like yeah all right whatever so she she sends us this kind of fancy-ish dinner in the middle of nowhere, basically. And we sit down and we have a little wine and we have this dinner and it's like the best fucking steak. I don't know, Tony, It's I looked it up. It's actually really close to tri-tip on the cow. It's called Chateaubriand. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've heard, the, I've heard, the, I've heard the term. Yeah, yeah, okay. So if you ever get a chance, eat some Chateaubriand. It's expensive. It's it's a it's a real um, uh, it it's not quite. I'm trying to think of the other real expensive beef cut. Chris actually had it. Um, um, I can't think of it now, but it was a special. And they slice it like tri tip, and it's marbleized like tri tip, oh. and it has the same taste of tri tip, but it has the tenderness of like butter. Whoa. So like, 
think of the best, you know, we were talking earlier, this podcast is about how to cook beef. Huh. Um, we were talking earlier about the differences between, you know, medium and medium rare and, you know, perf- ideally we'd like some medium rare, but, and you, we like to err on the side of pink, but you know, you don't want to bleed and shit, you know, it still mood. When it comes to tri-tip, if you overcook it, it can get a little tough. Or if you cut it against the grain, it can get a little tough. Chateaubriand has the same like rich taste of tri-tip, but the te- the tenderness is it's like butter. I mm. was like, oh, holy shit! And maybe it was a little bit of wine. I had a little bit of wine, <laughs> um, but I was like, whoa! Because I remember when I when they brought out the plate, I even took a picture of it. Um. It was sliced like tri-tip. And I was like, well, this ain't no big deal. It looks like tri-tip. And then I started eating it, and I was like, oh, shit. This is why they call it Chateaubriand. Because, <laughs> because it ain't no fucking joke. So, yeah, Tony, if you ever go to a restaurant and you see Chateau, it's really, really yummy. So you have to say um, like you just did? That's yeah, how you got to say it like that. Chateaubriand. No joke. Yeah, Chateaubriand. Because I think it is a French word. But... um yeah, amazing dinner. Really nice. Thank you, Chris's mom and stepdad, for for taking us out to dinner. They didn't take us out to dinner. They literally sent us to dinner, yeah. and we they introduced us to the chef. And the chef was like, "Yeah, I hope you like the dinner." And yeah, it was really really nice. It was kind of like the highlight of the weekend. But and it ultimately it was just a a wonderful week. And then um, we got back. We got back on Friday, so it was kind of cool. We got back on Friday, and, and the girls were out for the weekend. So yesterday, we just kind of chilled around the house, you know, put away all the camping gear, unloaded the car, did a little grocery shopping, and then tonight, I had a buddy, my buddy Steve, who's a motorcyclist. We do the track days with. He came out yeah. for a barbecue. Um, no tri tip, just just some hamburgers, but definitely cooked them on the medium, not the done side. Um, tired of fucking well done hamburgers, so I like to air on the side of medium rare. But uh, yeah, really nice. You know, it's just chill. It was the first time they got they came out to the new house, and um, um, yeah, nice evening. He brought over a bottle of bourbon as kind of like a homewarming, housewarming present. So he, I remember he texted me yesterday. He's like, "You guys like bourbon?" And I was like, "Sure," because <laughs> I'm like Tony, you know me. I'm like whatever, yeah. whatever. So. Um, so yeah, I've been drinking bourbon for the last, well, I don't know, six thirty. <laughs> so I don't know what time is it now. Eleven thirty. Good time. So, uh, yeah. yeah, a little bit of bourbon, a little uh, soda water, and uh, ended up being a good night. So, um, yeah, that's my weekend, I guess. Sorry if I went too long. Yeah. I'd love to go back to Tecate. <laughs> there you go. What? Come back down here. I'll take you. Well, Chris yeah. was talking. She was like, "What do you want to do for the next, the next run?" And I was like, "I don't know. Shit. Maybe we, maybe we should go down to Mexico." There you go. I still want to do that Baja run, Tony. Oh yeah. I well, still want to do one. Yeah, I, I think about it every, every once in a while. Yeah, I'd still love to do that. Absolutely love to do that. Cool. Oh. That's for another podcast. This one right here is the shit in the books. <laughs> in the books, episode three seventy one. Just randomly rant all these movies. I've been your host, Fonzo. Say we ride together. Finally, we rambled together. MCP, bad boys for life.